This is a really nice free wheel with Martin J. Keneally. Martin is uh, really hacking on the time and the clock, as well as some of the stoic approaches. Uh, and in this chat, he outlines, well, with an amazing microphone he has, but uh, he outlines some of his habits, goal setting. Uh, almost sounds like a motivational talk, but actually, it's just really, really interesting to hear firsthand. Uh, non-expert you might say a non-expert expert so he's just chatting to me enjoy it and it's also including what you might say a career pivot how he went from being a production manager into areas of online education and that so he totally uh, changed his life and his career so have a, have a good listen enjoy I like the way he talks I like the way he talks it's good do you know what though Hubert a lot of it is just you're hypnotizing yourself to think a certain way. So a lot of them are saying the same thing, but it's oh the, yeah, it, it's the repetition. I meant to ask you, did you do his hypnosis thing? Oh yeah, I listened to uh, in the morning time. When I'm working, uh, I listen to it. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm I'm constantly like yeah. That's it's so important. That's why uh, you need to write your goal down on a card, and you need to have your you need to be feeling that card in your hand as you walk around because yeah. that energy transferring into your mind and you know he, he has the the mantra where he's trying to uh hypnotize you for want of a better word but he's trying to recondition you never hear you think of the paradigm uh no so what the paradigm is is basically it's your habits that have been ingrained yeah. that have been ingrained into you from, oh, okay. from the age of five. So your paradigm is a multitude of habits. So yeah. we've been programmed uh, from the age of zero to five by our parents. And then we spend the majority of our life trying to, we try to, but we don't realize that we're actually just, our parents have programmed us. And we yeah. are, we think like our parents. And we act out on us. that makes sense. And what we need to do is we need to, it's our responsibility to reprogram ourselves. And you, yeah, as Jake said there, and in fairness, it's uh, powerful stuff, like seriously, because I, I kind of get where he's coming from. All right. You know, and you know, I've, I've heard it sort of helps unlock a lot of value. So hang on, I'm going to count to five in a second. Yeah, yeah, we'll go start. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, sorry. You already went into it. Yeah, I'm just trying to get a picture, picture for you for the audio technique. Uh, no, I'm just trying to get a picture for you for my uh, microphone so you can think about it yeah. again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it looks good. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, uh, okay. So before we go down, like, I, I, I think that, uh, like, Huey Sweeney is available a bit more, and I want to use him a bit more because he's very good at doing the video blogs and stuff. He would be fantastic technically. So I thought, you know, there's got to be ways to. I was giving out to him saying we should be doing stuff together. He's complaining he doesn't have enough work, and I'm saying I'm complaining I don't have any work. I think you'd be a good match because he'd be very much into production, like he, he loves yeah. sound and he loves his video, and you'd be very good for content. And I think you'd make, you'd marry up as a good couple. That Something like sorry, man. Hubert, I think 
I may have lost you, my friend. Are you back again? Hubert, are you there? Yeah, okay? I get these spam calls. It's really awful. I'm going to turn oh, off my phone while I'm doing right. this thing with you. Right, right, right. But uh, phone is off now. Um, yeah, so, so what we'll do is we'll start in five, four, three, two, one. Hiya, Marty. Hi, Yubi. How's it going? Good, man. Welcome, welcome to Signs of Life. How's the crack? <laughs> Glad to be here. Good man. And where is here? Do you want to see where I am exactly? No, just oh. your address and postcode and whenever you're out of the house. Don't well, worry about it. Oh, I was going to say is, uh, yeah, you're in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. you're in, uh, you're in uh, Dublin Castle in Dublin City, <laughs> Ireland. And soon moving over to Dáil Éireann. Sorry, <laughs> Dáil Éireann. Dáil Éireann. But um, thanks for coming on to have a little chat with little Uncle Yubi. <laughs> How are you getting on? What's going What's been going on in the world of Marty? And my questions for you today are, what's the morning routine? What gets you going? And oh. I want to say thank you so much for um, the... The discipline that you ooze out of every pore of your skin and everything, like the the way you focus on your scheduling and you're all in control of it. And the reason I wanted to have a chat with you is to capture some of this essence of Martin. Cool. To put it in the bottle uh-huh. and sell it. Great. Okay. Very good. Uh, thank you so much for welcoming me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, you make a good contribution to society because you're full of energy and positive ideas. Uh, I must say you, you're great because you think a certain way and I think another way and uh, your thinking is fantastic. So keep it up. You're uh, <laughs> all as, as of yours is. <laughs> uh, Keep I, it up. Keep it up is right. So anyway, just with the morning routine, I've been on a journey for around five years now, maybe less than five years. But what happened to me was I started to realize I needed to change my life some way. And I wasn't getting enough out of my life like the way I should be. And I started to read. And, you know, they say uh, readers are leaders. But it's just great that people have written down their successes. And you can actually read a book. Might take you a week. Might take you two weeks. And you can actually get an awful horrible amount of knowledge out of the book. That somebody may have taken 10 years yeah. to read. So that's great. Like, so what I've learned and successful people leave crumbs, they leave a thread. And you, you know, you have to be a student. You can't just take it for granted that one person has the answer. You have to like read from different areas, from different people, from different authors. And what I've yeah. learned is a common thread. And the common thread was. They get up. They got up early, and they oh. basically they all got up early. From the Stoic philosopher Marcus Aurelius, which I've got, which sorry, which the book, oh, I yeah. got from, which the book I got from you, Hubert, the Meditations, the one, uh, the the Meditations from Marcus Aurelius, which I got from you, which is a fantastic book. Yeah, <coughs> every, every single person who's successful gets up early, and. Again, you know, Jocko Willink has got a great podcast. He says he gets up a half four 
and people are saying, well, how do you get sleep? How do you get sleep? What time do you go to bed? And he always says, look, you, you know yourself how much sleep you want or you need. Yeah. And like, it's somewhere between six and eight hours. So what I started to do was I started to toil it back to seven and a half hours to seven hours. Okay. So I, can, I can get by with maybe somewhere between six and seven hours. So I go to bed somewhere between maybe somewhere between half nine and half ten every night. But I get up at half five, right? Half yeah. five thirty. And by getting up at five thirty, I feel getting out of bed before anybody else gets out of bed. I feel like I have really achieved something successful by just doing that first thing in the morning. And, you know, again, I read another book by a lady called Mel Robbins, and she had a silly, stupid rule called the five seconds rule. Oh, yeah. You count down. So when I'm on the side of the bed and I'm tired, I count down. I go five, four, three, two, one. And I get up. I don't feel like getting up, but I get up. And the night before, I actually have uh, my training gear laid out. So I have, I know I need to put my T-shirt on top because that's the first thing I need to put on. If I don't have my T-shirt on top, I might might fail. So I have my clothes laid out in a certain way and they're my my training clothes, my running clothes. So I get up and I go downstairs and the first thing I do, I journal. So I have, my yeah. train, I have my training gear on and then I journal. And what I journal is Bob Proctor is a great mentor of mine. And I, I have lessons from Bob Proctor that I go through every morning. So the first thing I do is I have a book and the book is a journal. And the first thing yeah. I write down is I write 10 things to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. And every single morning I say, like, I'm so happy to be alive. I'm so happy I was born. I'm so happy I have a bed. And I'm really happy I have a bed because many moons ago, I went to Munich, which you, you were in 1992, and I slept on a concrete floor for around four months. And yeah. ever since then, man, I appreciate my bed. Silly things, yeah. silly, stupid things. So well, I, start off, I start off with gratitude, 10 things to be grateful for. Uh, then I write down my goal for the day. So yeah. basically, uh, I'm, I have a goal. And I always write in the present tense. So I have a goal here at the moment. I'm so happy and I'm so grateful now that I earn. And I'm earning a living from online uh, education. So I write that goal down and you're programming your subconscious mind to accept it. Then the next thing I do is my goal. The next thing I do then is my paradigm. And my paradigm is my multitude of habits. So I write down. Uh, I'm going to study Udemy for four hours and I get up at 5.30 every morning. Just two simple lines, but I write it down. And then the last thing I write down then is self-esteem. And I say, you know, I am a successful, happy businessman. I just write down my self-esteem. I write it down. And that's what I journal. Then I go ahead and I... Hang on now, just so I want to jump back quickly on the uh, paradigm. Yeah, on the paradigm, that's your basically. It, it sounds like you're programming. You're yes. working on your outlook, your mindset. Is that it? You 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 hit the right. You hit. You said the right word there. Programming, right? Mm-hmm. So we're all computers, right? We're all computers, and from the age of paradigm zero, programming, program. So from the age of zero to five, our parents have given us this software. 
and that software gets yeah. imprinted in and gets downloaded into our brain. So it's so interesting. I'm Martin Keneally. My grandfather was called you Keneally. I, I can really safely say that I have the, I had the same paradigm as my grandfather and, and his yeah. father before him. It's programmed into us. It's just fascinating. So uh, we can change our par paradigm to basically looking at the habits that we do every day. So for example, if your habit at the moment is to stay up late, uh, have a couple of glasses of wine, go to bed at half nine, uh, get up at half seven and feel really tired and wrecked. That's your paradigm at the moment. That's where you're programmed at the moment. Why, yeah. why are you programmed like that? Because that's your habit. Your habit is yeah. sit down and watch Netflix from nine o'clock to half 10. So why can't you say, right, okay, I'm only going to read 10 pages of a book between nine and 10 o'clock and then I'll watch Netflix. You know, yeah. small incremental yeah. changes. Mm. And how do you write down the paradigm then? You write down the paradigm that you desire for the day, is it? Yeah, yeah, so I, I, my, my paradigm is, I, uh, okay, my paradigm is at the moment I want, I study Udemy for four hours. I get up at 5.30 a.m. They're doing two things I write down. That's my paradigm. And that's the same every day or every day. like. Okay. That, that, that's the same every day for the last maybe two years. And like the thing is what happens then in the back of my mind is I have this okay. goal. Uh, you know, Tony Robbins says it. Earl Nightingale said it. Yeah. He said like happiness is to progression to a worthy ideal or goal. Right. So that sounds lovely. Yeah. What you need to be doing is you have this thing called the knowing doing gap. And you know what you have to do, but you don't do it. So, you know, yeah. it, it, you, so if you want to lose and weight. There's another school yeah. of, uh, there's another thing I saw only this week saying most people overestimate what they do. Yeah. Like they overestimate what they they've been doing. If I say, oh, I was doing this for the day, then they generally overstate it in their head. You know, yeah. and actually, it's not, it's not always as much as we think. Exactly. And I'll come, <laughs> exactly. I'll come to another point in a minute because we're talking about the morning routine, which you have to have a slight evening yeah. routine as well. So I'll talk about that in a minute. But your, your paradigm, you, you're, you, you have a thing in your brain called neuroplasticity, right? So I read yes. a great book by Paul O'Connell. He's a rugby uh, international in Ireland. And a lot of uh -huh. them, and he said, for the way his thinking, the way he was programmed, his paradigm was that he was going to lose a rugby match. That's the way he always taught. And he, he brought up these feelings of negativity about losing the match. Yeah. What he did was, he said he would do everything in his power not to let that happen, right? But he started to okay. talk. So he created a kind of a discomfort in himself yes. to, to control it and fuel himself. Yes. So he then was talking. Instead of just, yeah, okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. So what he, what he did then was he, he let, initially, he was a hard man. Like he's six foot five, full of muscles, played for Ireland rugby. He never believed in, you know, sports psychology, for want of a better word, in his arena. And what he, yeah. he got talking to, there, there was a, I think they were a Gaelic football team in Armagh, 
and they won no competitions. I think Mickey Hart was their manager, and he started to in he started to bring sports psychology into this team, and he they started to have success because Armagh was not known for being a successful Gaelic football team, but they started to win all islands back in the 2010s. So he started to talk to their sport psychologist. And what she said was, uh-huh. you're not supposed to think negatively about losing a game. You're supposed to think about uh, parts of the game that you do perfectly. So you know the way they throw people up in the air, six foot in the air, they throw yeah. up, catch the ball. She said, start, uh-huh. think, start thinking about doing that perfectly. Think about the motion that you have to do it. So he started, and what you're doing is your brain is plastic. It, it's molar, it's plasticine. And all of uh-huh. a sudden, you're, hypno- you're hypnosing your brain to think differently. So he started to think about how he could do these scrum lifts up perfectly. So he stopped yeah. thinking negatively. And he started thinking about what he's going to achieve positively in the game. And it's, uh-huh. just, it's just so what that's what you're doing in the morning time. The morning time is so crucial. You, 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 you want to gotcha. make sure you, you, you yeah, want... that's the reason I'm asking you about that yeah. actually. So, in terms of you know, that's a big, big topic there, right? The paradigm. Yeah. So, so what's the instruction there? You're meant to write it down in the first person present first, tense, yes, yes, like yes, I yes, will, yes, perfect talk to Martin Keneally today that's, for yes, six that, hours. That is, that is so perfect. You are so right. You hit the nail basically, in the head. Basically, how do I attach it to the calendar or how do I attach it to the task and the time or so, like how so, do I make it reality? So, it's so not it. It's not it. You just basically describe it. You, yeah, you describe it. So, uh, I, okay, so I say every day, I study Udemy for four hours. I get up at 5.30 a.m. And, that, and you, you, you write it several times. I get up at 5.30 a.m. I study Udemy for four hours. I get up a like Bart Simpson on the chalkboard. Yeah, exactly. Like, and you, you, I might do maybe 10, 15 times and I go, and then it's okay. in there. And then I, I then like, so, I say, yeah. yeah, go on. No, the reason I guess I'm asking actually is the, the paradigm is maybe there's another way to describe this task. It's like the paradigm shifter. Like this is an paradigm enabler of yeah. your... <laughs> Bob Proctor has a, a a whole course, and the whole course is called the Paradigm Shift. That's exactly what it's called. Go on, now with that. Go on, Are you serious? Yeah. yeah, seriously. You look up YouTube, the Paradigm Shift. That's exactly what it's called. Well, there about. you go. Because often the paradigms, oddly enough, only in my humble, I have no idea. But the my humble opinion, a paradigm seems to only really exist when we're talking about shifting it. It's like. Yeah. The only time we talk about air is when the wind blows or when you blow on the back of your hand, yeah. as I was showing my little daughter. <laughs> um, but the rest of the time, it doesn't exist. Or the only time time exists is when you're looking at the watch. So we have to kind of, our gas, you know, you know, basically what I'm trying to say is we have to contain or sort of apply this paradigm in order to uh, measure it or control it, right? Yeah. So in my um, interpretation of what you're describing with the paradigm, it's almost like application of the paradigm or a paradigm manipulation or in a positive way, yeah. adjustment. Yeah. It's like the application of the paradigm so that you make sure that your activity outlined by this paradigm is pointing it 
physically and mentally towards the goal above. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, okay, exactly. so, yeah. So it's almost like a wand. Now, I'm, I know I'm struggling and straining on it a bit. But yeah. It's like the paradigm becomes the wand because it is the kind of, it is the kind of key aspect of all of this. It's like, okay, it's great to write down your goal and your 10 gratitude. And next thing is start, this, the paradigm part here is the part where it starts to get real. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's the start where you, it comes to life within you. You're calling yes. it up. And how will I, how will I kind of ingrain the paradigm in myself? And I will do it by, I will get up. So you can have multiple kind of reasons to believe, as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in marketing, we'll have a grand statement. You know, we'll say a big statement like uh, we'll make a claim, marketing claim. Like Martin Keneally is the best, um, the best man in Ireland. And yeah. then the reasons to believe might be the paradigm because he gets up at 5.30 in the morning and he, you know, the yeah, one, two, yeah, three, yeah, four, yeah. those paradigm, those uh, measurements almost. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, it's like a measurement. And like, like I said, you're, you're, you're basically hypnotizing yourself, for want of a better word. Because like, you think about it, from the age of zero to five, your, your, your paradigm is set. You're yeah. brought up in a certain environment. You're brought up by your family. And your paradigm is set. Then after five, you go to school. You have your peers that influence you. You're an adult before you know it. You're in college. And you think you're your own person. But you think a certain way. And you're saying, where the hell did that come from? And it came from your family. So you're yeah. so hard. It's so hard to change. Gotcha. It's so challenging to change that paradigm. It's so challenging. You're trying to put new stripes on the zebra. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're trying to put new stripes. You're trying to, the leopard and the spots. You know, they say, yeah, the leopard never changes its spots, I think. That's what they say. But that's what you're yeah. trying to do. Like, you're trying to get in there with a pickaxe and a handle. And you're trying to, you know, hit your brain with this pickaxe to change it with a new groove. You know what I mean? Gotcha, yeah. And that's Okay, what so what comes after the paradigm then? So I get up at five. I Do you say I get up or I will get up? Or no, I no, get. No. Uh, yeah, it's that's what I say. I, uh, I, 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 I get up. I not the future tense, the present tense. Has yeah. To be the present tense. That's crucial. So I get paradigm up. present. How about that? And paradigm obviously present. thinking my sort of. I'm always pulling the words together, Come trying on. to abbreviate the big long stringy sentences I can do. But it's like the paradigm becomes president. Or <laughs> the paradigm becomes president. Yeah. Present. Present. Exactly, Yui. Exactly. You're bringing it into the room. Bring it into the room. You're bringing so it home. Bringing it home. So I do my paradigm and then I do my self esteem. So, uh, again, what's self esteem? Or, sorry, not self esteem, rather. Sorry, apologies. Self image. Self image. We all have a self image of ourselves. And uh, basically, Dr. Maxwell Maltz did a book about the uh, self-image. And we all have a self-image of ourselves. But the thing is, you know, we have to believe in that self-image. So, you know, I basically say I am a successful businessman with my online learning. I am a successful businessman with my online learning. So I try to create that self-image of myself. So yeah. self-image is very important and to actually instill that self-image into your subconscious mind. Yeah. So 
So, so that's the last little thing I do in my diary, right? My my diary, my diarying, if that's the word. And then I have these lessons I listen to every day with Bob Proctor. So Jake Ducey is very good as well. But uh, usually I take a lesson from Bob Proctor. I go through his lesson and uh, I listen to it. And he has a worksheet and I go through the worksheet. And Who so has I, the worksheet? No, Bobby. Bob uh, Proctor. Yeah, yeah, Bob Proctor would have a worksheet. And uh, basically, I go through that worksheet or I, I listen to the lesson about 20 minutes. And, like, you know, for example, uh, the last lesson I listened to him was uh, any you go on YouTube, listen to any of his lessons. But the last one I listened to was I do, I do it every day for two weeks. So I've just finished my uh, two week cycle now. And the two week cycle I finished was basically using a team to help solve your problem. Team uh, brainstorming, for want of a better word. But then I go back again to another lesson this week. This week I'll go next week. I'll go back to another lesson and it'll be about setting your goal. So the point yeah. is all I want to say to you and maybe to anybody else that might be listening is you need to put positive information into your head. So like, you know, for example, Jake Ducey and that clip I gave you there on uh, how to uh, change his paradigm and try to make, uh, you know, try to make an income. Listen yeah. to that for two weeks every day. And then, you know, go on to some other positive, motivational content. What you're trying to do is you're trying to pack into your head positive, constructive, motivational messages into your brain before you start your day. That's what you're trying to do. So I, I the point I'm trying to say, 20 minutes, I listen to something that basically gives me a lesson, a motivational lesson. Bob Proctor is very good. Uh, Les Brown is very good. Jim Rowan is the god, as far as I'm concerned. The god, Jim Rowan. He's the man. Uh, yeah. So what do you get from those guys? Because I was going to say, when you, like, they're very prominent people. Obviously, you rate them so highly for so long. But do you find, like, the more familiar you get with them, they, I'm sure you read, it's like, is it like yoga? You're kind of revisiting the, the, the correct or the desired state of mind? Or do you get tired? Or do you find, oh, I wish you had more lessons? Or what's your relationship to the content? Very good point. So every time, I, so that's why I, kind of, I might listen to a particular piece of content for two weeks and then move on to another piece of content. But the, but the content- Oh, you listen to the same piece? I listen to the same piece for two weeks. And, wow. then I, and then I move on. And, and the thing is, okay. So for I'm going through these lessons Bob Proctor had, and I, I've gone. It, there's 12 lessons, and I've finished the 12th lesson. I'm going back to the first lesson now. Distant quick coming Monday. I haven't touched that lesson for maybe six months. But okay. It, it's been a, but I've been listening to those lessons for the last three years. And every time and did he like, say do the two weeks thing or like the two week cycle before you, or is it just something you decided to? It's something I decided, and I find it fascinating because yeah, okay, okay. So in that regard, yeah, I kind of I think you're slowly sipping on the glass of wine, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, but the, what's happening is, I never like I'm not very religious, Hubert, right? As you know, yeah. But I'm beginning to realize I've, I'm starting to read Holy Scripture. I'm not, okay. reading, I'm not reading it because I'm a religious person. I'm reading it because the Bible, the Bhagavad Gita, the Quran, I've read the Bhagavad Gita, I've touched on the Bible. Those books were the first motivational books ever written. 
right? Yeah. And, you know, so I've my goal here written out, right? So I've my goal. I'm so happy and grateful now that I am, and that's my goal. But on the back of it, I've a, a scripture written, Matthew 7, 7. Uh, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock yeah. and it will be opened to you. Now, I never, when I was growing up, I'd be like thinking about something else when I go to mass. But I'm actually beginning yeah. to realize scripture gives you very good messages. Why am I saying that? Because people yeah. read the Bible over and over and over and over again. You may say, well, why are people reading the Bible over and over again? Why am I listening to these Bob Proctor lessons over and over again? Because it's repetition. Yeah. You're, 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 you're programming yourself. You're changing yourself. You're, you're changing your paradigm. And on top of that, each time you read a book or a piece of scripture or listen to Bob, this is first uh, of July, 2022. You listen to that again, six months time, you've changed and it will have another meaning to you. I, yes. I, I can't, I, I can't tell you the amount of times I've, I've read a book, uh, I've listened to a piece of content and I've been in trouble uh, trying to solve a problem. And I, I listen to Bob in the morning time and I go, oh my God, that's fantastic. I'm having an issue there. And mm -hmm. he's after saying that, that's going to help me today to resolve that issue. Right. So, so it's kind of like a, a, a think pad. It's a reflective yeah. place. Yeah. Like, like I, for example, uh, so you have the bag of gefita, right? And uh, you, one, one of the, I, I read this book by a guy called Stephen Pressfield. And uh, for those of us not yeah. fully yeah, sure right. about the bag of Vita, in comparison to the others, yeah, tell us, tell us, put so, that into context for yeah, the Bible. Perfect, or perfect. Yeah, I will. So the bag of Vita, it's a, a Hindu, or sorry, yeah. it's an Indian uh, Bible, for want of a better word, right? And it, it's, it, it's about this, it's a fable. And it's, I think, a guy called Arjuno. And basically, it's this king in India, right, back in the day. And he has to go into battle. And he's scared the night before that he's going into battle. And he has a chariot, uh, he has a chariot uh, driver that is, that is his mentor. And the book is about their conversation they have the night before he goes into battle. But what subsequently comes about is that the, the chariot driver is actually their god, right? Uh -huh. And you, you read the book, but the one thing I was talking about Stephen Pressfield there, and this is the biggest thing I got from the book, which I absolutely love. Yeah. Uh, Arjuno says to Krishna, Arjuno, I think is Arjuno, I think is the uh, the representation of God. I think, or it could be Krishna's representation of God, and Arjuno is the mere mortal. And he says, "You are not, you are not entitled to the fruits of your labor. You are oh. just, you are just entitled Jeez. to the process." I say that again: you are not entitled to the fruits of your labor. You are. I've heard that before somewhere. It you, must be hijacked. Yeah. You are just entitled to the labor. Now, I was like trying to say, what does that mean? I'm not entitled to the fruits of my labor. I am just entitled to the process. And what it means mm. is you focus on the process. You don't focus on the output. 
you focus on the process. You sit down, you do your podcast to the best of your ability. You make sure you get Yui Sweeney on and Yui Sweeney does technical uh, does the technical aspects of your podcast fantastically. You make sure you get people on your podcast that will talk positive information to basically the audience out there. You and yeah. you, you focus on the process. And if you focus on the process 100% and give it discipline, up at 5 o'clock in the morning, up at 5.30 in the morning, you give it discipline. The out the output will look after itself. You will give nice. you will give your audience a good service, and if you give your audience a good service, they will love you. And th- th- and that's th- that's what I got from the bag of Gavita. And very and, good. And the thing is, this guy called Stephen Pressfield. He did a book called the Art, the War, the War of Art, the War of Art. It's a okay. take on, it's it's a take on Sun Tzu, the Chinese. The Chinese, uh, basically. Oh, I've seen the book name somewhere. Yes. So Stephen Pressfield, brilliant book, and he did a book called "The War on Art" instead of the yes. war. And he basically wrote a book called "The Legend of Bagger Vance," which was oh, a, yeah. which was a film back in 1999 with Will Smith and uh, Matt Damon. But he basically robbed. The bag of Gavita, because he loved the bag of Gavita, and he just stole the premise of the bag of Gavita and turned it into, you know, golfing in the 1920s in America. Anyway, okay. I, I digress. Did he do that overtly, or was he? Uh... Well, he, he did it on purpose. He, he and like he, the book was uh, the book was a success, and like that guy, oh man, he he does a fantastic podcast with Joe Rogan, and he just, you know, he, he was a failure, an abject. Failure up Stephen to, Pressfield. Stephen Pressfield. And what he did in the 19 when he was in his early 30s, he was scared to write a book. Oh, it's just a beautiful story. Okay. And at the age of 32, divorced, no job, uh, bumming around America, truck driver. Age 32, he sat down and he and he says it's the war of art. You 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 figure out what time in the morning you're going to start writing. He, It's like a battlefield with him. He says eight o'clock in the morning, he sits down and he will type and he will type for maybe five hours. And he says, sometimes you produce beautiful blossoms of flowers and other times you produce really bad stuff, but it doesn't okay. matter. You sit down at eight o'clock. You've got to fight for it. Yeah. yeah. You've got to fight, for, got to fight for it. Fight for your process. It's not yes. going to Yes. It's not a massage, it's a, yes. it's a fight, a bit, a bit gritty. Oh, it, it, I love it. Oh, man, I, I, I listened to He did a great podcast on Joe Rogan, uh, Stephen Pressfield. That book is fantastic. And again, that just shows okay. you, like I said at the very beginning, the power of reading. Like Audible's there now. I will put this. You are? I'll, I'll put a comment on the, after this, I'll put a, I'll, I'll put a comment with a link to that so oh. I can look it up too. Oh, brilliant book. Bagagavita. Uh, the the war of art uh, by Stephen Pressfield, just fantastic books, just just so amazing. Anyway, so nice. the morning the, the, the so I have then right my uh, self image written down right. Then what I yeah. do is, which is brilliant as well, is I hang on now. Self image uh, is the well. I'm looking at we have gone through the. Um, 
journaling and you get in your t-shirt on your 10 gratitude items then you write down your goal and then you do your paradigm in the present your present paradigm bringing it to life yeah, yeah, and yeah. then we do the what else was it the yeah where what what came after that so yeah okay so let me see now yeah, I gratitude goal paradigm self-image yeah Gratitude, okay. Goals. So self-image is what now? We write down, I am. The, yeah, I, am I am a successful so, businessman. Yeah, I, I am a successful businessman uh, making a, uh, basically, I'm a successful business, businessman uh, with regard to, on for me, it's online lecturing. So it's online content for industry. So you gotcha. know, that's my self-image. Like, you know, I see myself as people requesting my expertise, uh, you know, getting asked to go on to, uh, you know, introduction to companies for lecturing content, uh, having my own uh, YouTube channel, you know, having uh, multiple platforms where I put my online work up there. So, you know, that's my self-image. I am a successful creator of online content for industry. Awesome. That's, that's really, really clear. Yeah, that's my self-image. Good man. And so, you say that, I must say, with real gusto. Because oh, yeah. I know that you really, I mean, it's easy to gloss over that. You really believe that. Or you're not sort of, you're not pitching it. It's yes. real for you. I know you. But yeah. I also know that it's a kind of, it has a intonation in your voice, which, you know, just didn't, doesn't exist for <laughs> more yeah. mundane things yeah, in life. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, when you say yeah. that, you, I think you find it hard to say that without really feeling it. Yes, yes, exactly. I really believe it. Man, yeah. I, I believe my goal so much. I, and uh, I, oh, I I would need another hour to talk to you about other stuff, about like, you know, the self-belief in yourself. But I believe in it so much. <laughs> yeah, you do and you are, you wish. Now, that's, now I'm going to be asking about the other parts of the ritual. So those are the, if you like, the Bob Prof's Proctor kind of backbone yeah. fueled by other influences, I'm sure. Yeah. So uh, how else do you spend those golden hours in the morning, shall we say? So so I have my journal done. I've listened to my Bob Proctor or whatever or whatever other uh, feel good self-motivation, uh, self-motivation video clip you want to look at. Next thing I do then is I meditate. Which now, is just want to check there, where, where, which stage do you do the lesson? Like for 20 minutes oh, lesson? I journal after, after I journal. After, after I journal, so the journal is everything we've just discussed. Yes, and then I, and then okay. I listen to a twenty minute lesson of either Jake Ducey at the moment or Bob Proctor. Yeah. So why? How do you not fall asleep? Oh <laughs> when, man! So are you when, I, when I when I get up out of bed and I crawl down the stairs with my clothes on, I get a, a multivitamin drink, and you're thirsty, like you know. So uh, I start journaling straight away, and when I journal, I might. You taught me this actually. I might, I might, I might put some low music on the background. With uh, you, you told you told me around five years ago, rhythmic beats, a certain beat. So I put on oh binaural beats. Thank you. I put on chill music, and when I'm writing first, right, I'm I'm a bit asleep to tell you the truth. When I'm doing my uh, gratitude, I am a bit asleep. But then I get to my goal. By the time I finish my journaling and I start listening to Bob Proctor. I'm awake. I'm well awake. 
Okay. Does that make sense? So it's almost like you awaken into the goal in the beta state. Exactly. You know, yes, yes. like Charles Dickens and a lot of the writers would go into, they just have 15 minute nap and just nearly go asleep and then they get up yeah. and start writing at midnight. Cool. That's exactly it. And the thing is, Hubert, if you get a good night's sleep, right, uh, and you and your brain, you are refreshed in the morning. So don't forget, some people can last some four and a half hours sleep. Uh, yeah. If you get a good night's sleep, right, you this is phenomenal, man. I'm only after learning this after the last five years. My brain, this is me now. My brain in the morning time is more receptive for taking in information in the morning. So okay. I will I will do read oh, yeah. I will do reading in the morning when I when I eventually slot into my seat here to my desk and it's eight o'clock or eight thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. I read if I have to do work that consists of reading, I will yeah. do it in because look, your brain picks up information way better in the morning time. My my brain does anyway. It's like yes, of course, yeah. It's like your data out of Star Trek. It's just like you, take you it sponge it up like a child. Yeah, you sponge it up like a child. It's amazing. And like you, you, you can like I could, There's I, no filters. There's no yeah. there's less ego and less yeah. kind of frontal, you know, yeah. cortical yeah. tasky stuff. Unless there is. So I mean, okay, so um. And then, so when I'm finished with Bob, right, and I'm not tired because I'm actually awake now, I, I actually meditate for 10 minutes. Now, I could safely say meditation is the hardest thing I do all day. Meditating. Because it's just beautiful. Because what meditation is trying to do is to bring you to the present and pull you into the present. So we all are thinking about, I have to do this. I have to pay this bill. I have to talk to this person. or I have to do this next. But with meditation, you're bringing yourself into the present moment. And I yeah. meditate only for 10 minutes every day. And it's so challenging for me to do. Because that 10 minutes feels like one hour. Because <laughs> I, I well, that's like, interesting because there's a lot of stuff about time and how we feel about time. And uh yeah. Oh, like because because the thing is, you want to you want to pick up your phone, you want to look at YouTube, you want to look at the news, you want to uh, take a picture of your foot, you want to. And so again, there's a a, a book I got on you on on Audible. It's called Mindfulness. Mindfulness uh-huh. by Andy Paddycomb. Andy Paddycomb. And uh-huh. him, interesting guy again. He was a monk. He became a clown. He uh, lived in Moscow. Anyway, he has a very good technique in telling you how to meditate. Very good. And meditation is so cool because what happens then is if you learn how to meditate, right? You're yeah. During the day, you're in a queue. You meditate. Uh, if 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 you have a problem, okay. if you, you can if do you, it anywhere. You could do it anywhere, and I, I I would insist that you do it anywhere. If you, I have... think Tim Ferriss once said he would try and practice. He likes mindful meditation, walking around. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Nobody yeah, I knew he was what he was doing. Like it didn't look like he was doing anything. Yeah. He was just walking down the street. And like you know, eating your food, being in the present 
being in the present when you're eating your food. Uh, if you if you're in a queue in a shop and you shut your eyes, you start meditating. You start listening to noise and sounds all around you. All of a sudden, what you're doing is you're being in the present, because like you know, uh, Kung Fu Panda. Uh, yesterday is history. Uh, tomorrow is a mystery. Uh, today is a gift, and that is why they call it the present. And like that's from ah, that's, that's from Kung Fu Panda, and it's brilliant. So I meditate. Well, it's from somewhere else. Obviously, it's you know Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> <laughs> but like, in the middle of the Bible. Uh, like, like you yeah, but I know the reflections of the kind of yeah the. Yeah, like, meditation is so important. So the, I'm, 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 I'm present. It's great. So maybe I, I'm meditating now, for all I know. <laughs> so uh, that's meditation for ten minutes. Then I have my, uh -huh. I have my running gear on. So I just hop in the car. I go over to Kalanen. There's a there is a running track, and I run for, I, uh, I run for around half an hour. Stretch, run, listen to, uh, again. Uh, positive messages on my earphones i love there's so many uh good motivational clips on youtube you can listen to as you're running around the ground yeah uh, come back have a shower and i've tried to sit into my desk between eight o'clock and 8 30 do my best to be at my desk at eight o'clock sometimes yeah. fiona, sometimes fiona may need a hand dropping a kid here or there would come to me Stephen pressfield it's battle time it is battle time. I'm going it to is on. It, it's and tell on. me what happens when you know there's the needless interruptions. How do you handle this? Is really nice, kind of okay. It sounds great in principle and la la la. And obviously there's a huge dose of discipline and whatever. How mm -hmm. do you establish boundaries? How do you put it in place? How do you just stop yourself accidentally, you know, volunteering to help in a as you'd expect at a busy household and all that? How do you kind of get there? You know. Okay, so on average, I work seven days a week, right? Uh, yeah. I, I work around on average 10 hours, 10 hours a day sometimes. So because I'm working, I, I haven't taken a holiday for like since 2018. I went to Berlin there with the kids now, but like that was four years, right? So yeah. I have a goal in my mind. I'm, I'm working towards a goal. So I know it won't be always like that, right? But yeah. because I work, because I'm, I'm working, and I'm my discipline and my hours laid out every single day. Uh, yeah. When I do need to help, or 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 like I work, I plan my week out. And I plan yeah. my week out. I plan out when I need to help people. Now, when there's uninterrupted, when there is unscheduled events, when there is unscheduled events, and I I, I have to drop this, drop everything and help. It's because I have the discipline because I'm working all the time. I can afford yeah. to basically. Help. Okay, so, so you I, handle it and you factor it in. Yeah, I handle it. I factor it in, and like I. Okay. I, I'm blessed. I I started the job in the GMIT for one for a couple of reasons. Number one, autonomy. I have an awful amount of autonomy over my job, and what I mean yeah. by that is, okay, I have lectures, online lectures, and I have to be at those lectures in a certain time. So that's you know in drawn in the sand, but I have an awful lot of other time where I'm my own boss. Yeah. I, and therefore, I can basically work and handle emergencies. So it's great. Yes. Yeah. And what's been the big transformation 
let's assume there's a ghost, a positive ghost in the machine, right? Mm-hmm. So when you go back to, I guess, what, how many years would you say you've been doing this? Five or six years or something? September 2016, I started to change. Okay. So there should be, like, like it's worth casting your mind back to that time, you know? And, mm-hmm. it, you know, something, or, or a con, shall we say a conspiracy or a cocktail of different things brought you to making certain changes, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and what would you say the ghost in the machine is now compared to then? Obviously, there's got to be a huge payoff for this amount of like dedication towards yeah. a clear goal with loads of clear. It's unreal. You sound positively pumped. Um, it, you're a, you're kind of like a you're like a cobra that has <laughs> come out of being a worm or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. but uh, it's really good. It's very encouraging. So, what would the ghost in the machine be if the, if you want to put it like that? What would you say? What, what's going on? What's been the metaphysical change in you? Uh, mm, what has been the metaphysical change in me? Yeah, what would you say? Let me try and rephrase it, though. What would you say? Uh, have you contemplated um, or sensed that there's something else going on? It's like yeah. the more you polish a floor, yeah. the payoff is eventually it not only cleans up, but you start to see a reflection. You know, there might be yeah, something yeah, yeah. else, or the more you magnetize a piece of metal, sure, it becomes a magnet, but it might just sort of pull something towards it. Or is there a kind of, a, have you become anything? What's what's become of you? What's happened to you? Okay. How, are you Prometheus? I think, am I Prometheus? Uh, what has happened to me, I think, right? The biggest thing that has happened to me is... I had the courage to write down what I wanted and there and follow it. I wrote down what I wanted every single day. So, for example, right, Schubert, right? Again, I say this story, right? So, in September 2016, I left industry. And from that day, I wrote down on a piece of paper every single day for three years, that I, that was my first major goal, that I am a, a lecturer in the mechanical and industrial engineering department in GMIT. Now, I wrote that goal down for three years constantly, right? Yeah. Every single day. What, so what happened to me then was everything else, I, people who were basically wasting my time, I stopped talking to them. Uh, everything I was doing was geared towards that goal. I started to yeah. apply for jobs, I, uh, for teaching, for lecturing. Every time I got a no, I didn't care. It, to me, it was just God telling me to go in another direction. So yeah. the thing that fundamentally changed, fundamentally changed was I had the courage to write down my goal and to go for it. And things I was writing it down. I sh- I should not have be I should not have gotten the position because I did not have a PhD. I, I, there was other people ahead of me that should have got the position. Yes. And, and the thing is, I, I I I didn't listen or I didn't contemplate. I basically ignored all the competition, and I started to not compete but to create. So I started. Mm-hmm. I started to get. Uh, part-time lecturing 
I started to get better at it. I started to do interviews. They told me no. I, I actually got the job in the GMIT because uh, they were looking for a candidate. I went forward for the job and the people actually put me forth on the panel. I didn't even get the job. And yes. then the person who got it, the third person, he wasn't able to come. So therefore my boss said, would I do it? I said, no problem at all. I did it. And he, wow. didn't, he did not take that job in January. She says, you have the position. Now I am telling you, Hubert, because I wrote down my goal and I believed in it. Actually, to tell you the truth, I didn't even believe it. I wrote it down, but I, I, I hypnotized myself into believing it. And yes. I, but I mean, every single day and everything I, I did, attested that, yeah. Everything I did for three years, everything I did yeah. for three years was just focused on that. There's people I used to hang around with. I don't hang around with them that much anymore. Uh, I don't go drinking anymore. Uh, I, I wrote, I, I scheduled my day uh, from eight o'clock morning till like 10 o'clock at night. I, yes. I everything. This is, true. this is absolutely true. Everything was focused that goal. And that's yes. changed. I wrote it down. I wrote it down. I wrote it down every day. I carried it around with me. I put it in between my finger and my thumb every day. And I, I just basically, it, it, it's like you're, you're hypnotizing yourself. And it, you're, 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 all of a sudden, the how doesn't matter. God will look after yes. the how. It's what you want. It's phenomenal. So if you ask me what changed between uh, five years, six years going on nearly and then, it's it's because I wrote it down every day. I had the courage to write it down every day, and then I went for it. And I think that's yes. the major. There's a there's a there's an awful amount of other stuff as well, but it's that. And like now, I'm trying to change my paradigm again because I'm trying to make you know a good living out of online learning. And it, it, it's like you're, it's amazing. You're it's 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 this kind of like belief in yourself. You're you're not quite sure. You're I write the goal down every day. And I say, there's my goal. And what can I do today to head towards it? What can I do today to head towards it? What can I do? What can I do? And that's the biggest thing that's changed, I think. And the what can I do is basically the paradigm being present. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like you're, you're okay. So you're saying, for example, I'm, yes, it's a paradigm being present. You're, it's, it's your, it's your habits. So again, it's 10 past three now. So I have to get off this call finish off my uh, exam papers. So hopefully I'll be finished around five o'clock, let's say, for example, right? What I could yes. say then is, oh, I'm done for the day. No, my goal is Udemy. So, okay, or online learning. I'm going to spend an hour doing Udemy. You know, I, I, yes. I, 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 I would not have done that, number one, if I didn't have a goal, because I'd be drifting. Number two, yeah. because the paradigm. You know, I'd be saying, right, Very good. This, is, this is my paradigm. There's, there's just so much out there. It's amazing. So, so what we're going to do is, I mean, this is going to, I'm going to continue this at another yeah. moment. So yeah. this is going to be very much like this, the, the dawn rising on this conversation, to put it like that. Yeah. And, and uh, I look forward to the next stage because I know you need to get on as well. <laughs> but I don't want to skip really, really important insights. There's so much to go through here and some great stuff. Um, I would like to ask you a few quick fire questions to yeah, see what comes out of you. Go, like, go, not go, an interview, go. not an interview. For just like sort of like to maybe prompt up ideas and see what comes out of it, right? Okay, go. So, um, how were the first? I mean, 
I think you said you started at a certain time and peeled back a half an hour each day or week. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> and then, good mad thing. Um, <laughs> do you miss the old self? No. No. <laughs> Not, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Go on. <laughs> I was just checking to see if you were still there. I'm building suspense. Are you available for another session? Next week sometime. Yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll write my schedule down on a Sunday. So I'll tell you, I'll figure out a time. That's right. Consult your, I think you're called, I saw this funny phrase. Are you a spreadsheet jockey? Is that what they call them? Spreadsheet jockey, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because I know you use a spreadsheet for your calendar, which is brilliant. Yeah, it's good. So hit us with the big things for people to have a look at. We've got Bob Proctor, Jim Rohn, you said is the god. Yeah. You've got Stephen Prestige. Pressfield, yeah. the war of art. Yeah. We've got so many great names. Who's been the biggest? <coughs> I'm joking. Now, who's been the, like, who else? Who, I mean, what kind of characters? I mean, what, what, would, what would you say? Like, what was the first? Colonel, what was the first thing that brought you on this new journey? Where was the very what was the very start of that river? I suppose I was just sick and tired of not liking what I did. I yeah, I didn't like what I did, and because I didn't like what I did, I felt uncomfortable doing it. So I was unhappy. I was very, very unhappy in what I was doing, and it had a knock-on effect in so many aspects of my life, my family life, my personal life, and you know i'm working on that every day but it's now i'm at least doing something that i like to do and it helps me out tremendously with other aspects of my life brilliantly i i can also say you know from my vantage point in the family that uh and not just role model doesn't do you justice it's just uh, one thing i can certainly say i've learned is when you're happy you have a surplus of happiness yeah. and then other people around you by osmosis or whatever become a bit happier. Yes. And when one person is not happy, it really does affect other people. So the greatest joy, and it's something I just want to contribute to this part one, if you want, of a chat, is really like investing in so-called happiness. Happiness isn't a perfume. It's, 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 a, it's a joyous, abundant state of being where for moments, not all the time, we're not on like Prozac or something. But <laughs> it's like at moments in time, we have a surplus of uh, life's joy. And then in a social way, we can be generous enough to share that with other people and bring them up as well. Our, our duty is kind of to bring people forward, like anyone yeah. we have uh, interactions with. and and But most importantly, with yourself. So yeah. so we've viewed, I would say, a lot of, t a lot of the... A lot of the time we view happiness as something that's viewed as inherently selfish, but the best way to serve the people you care about is by somewhere like finding a way to fuel your happiness. And I would cite a great book I read called The yeah. Happiness Advantage. And I certainly go through the full range of human emotions like everyone else. But one thing I took from that book, great book, Sean Anchor, was um, that, well, I found out myself, actually, that when you're sad, people just are sad for you or 
super sad or vivicom sad <laughs> with yeah. you and when yeah. you're happy you make people happy yeah so which one is worth the effort yeah um and it's something that we just don't preach enough so there really is value tangible measurable value for all the people around you when you're a little bit happy because that means or even just that mildly content is happy right yeah so then if you're happy then you're in a good place and people around you have the chance to tap into that and that's the greatest gift showing people how to be happy by uh being happy yes and being creative and being open-minded and open-hearted enough to bring people with you and that's something that you you've done and do quite brilliantly now because you're showing us how it's done you're you're showing us not telling us and that's something that really counts for something and that's why it's really good to start this this long chat but it's part one we'll we'll start to pause it up now but i want to say martin j keneally (laughs) this is your life Career, you were right. I tell you what, I'll do. <coughs> I'll give you a slot for next week. <coughs> Excuse me, on Sunday, and uh, we'll do it again because I have a few more. All right, a few more ideas. That is brilliant. That makes me very happy when you share. You're happy with me, so that's really <laughs> great, and it's genuinely appreciated. You know, it goes a long way. So I'm Ooh. super uh, grateful as well. You know, cool, very good. And look, it's. Co- I'm glad you took this initiative. Keep it up. It's very, very good. Thank you, Marty. No problem at all. No problem at all. May, may long prosper. Let's put it that way. Um, I am prosperous because I am talking to you. <laughs> Come here. I better get back to work. I'll let you go. Good man yourself. Martin J. Keneally, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Slon. So, folks, that was chatting with Marty. For sure, there's going to be more chats with Marty. And it's a sort of swinging chat between all the, I guess, the directions and changes in life, middle-age stuff, <laughs> maybe. But useful a bit. And he's a great man. Um, and uh, there's so much to get out of Marty. He knows a lot about movies and stuff, but he's obviously very positive and interesting for me to talk to so there you go tune in next time we'll get more marty on the radio and we'll have a bit of crack